Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Parents Read the Darndest Things. I'm Kayla. And I'm Wayne. And this month we read Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Mm-hmm. It's like her first dive into, I want to say like new adult. I guess you'd call it adult fiction, but I would kind of cap it at new adult. Uh, yeah, new yeah. adult. But out of the YA realm, which she was kind of strictly in and very much known for with the Grishaverse and stuff. So it's like a paranormal murder mystery. It was really interesting. Yeah. It is dense. It is dense. The first hundred pages, I was like, what's it's happening? Info dumping? No, because it's spread out enough, but it is a little overwhelming. It's just if you went into it expecting Shadow and Bone, this oh, yeah. is not, this isn't it. Now, it's way better. <laughs> like, oh, I just hit my knee. It's way better. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's dense. A lot happens. Yes. And a lot gets unveiled slowly, which I think is a better writing technique. Yeah. So, her, dude, she just gets better. Like. Yeah, I mean, it was, the start was a little slow for me. Yeah. But once you got into it, it was, like, very captivating. All the details meant something. It wasn't predictable. Yes. Yeah. It's her her superior writing skills. Like, it, she has really grown as an author. I've read all of her books so far. Mm-hmm. And from Shadow and Bone in the Grishaverse to King of Scars in that duology mm-hmm. and Six of Crows and she, every book she writes, it gets, it gets better. Yes. Um, this one was really good for me. And I like that it's new adult, and it doesn't feel like a YA novel, because Alex Stern is not a YA girl. No, Alex Stern is not a YA character. She's a grown-up. Yeah. But I like, it bridges the gap between YA and NA very well, because when we learn about Alex's character and, like, her character's past and stuff, it's from, you know, when she was a child and then when she was a teenager. So I think... It's showing that growth really nicely. It's a really perfect new adult novel. Yes. Right at that college age, Mm -hmm. which I guess is the, is the setting the scene of this dark, yes, academia. My only complaint would be it reminded me of, uh, Discovery of Witches, which I put down for this reason. It was just so much information about the setting that I didn't care about. I was like, okay, I get it, we're at Yale. I'm not going to yeah. remember that she took a left here and saw this red brick building here and this is what the library looked like. I skimmed over all of that part. I did too. There was a lot of, like, visuals that... Yes. I don't, I don't care about. But, you know, they're making it into a TV show, I think. So I guess really? that's great for it I being adapted. I love that. I really yeah. like it. It was very, like, gothic-y. Mm-hmm. Very, like, dark, academic. Yes. Secret society. Um, yes. Preppy, but... A little sketchy, which is, like, my favorite thing. I love a good secret society. I have never, like, I've never gotten into reading anything about secret societies, so I was just kind of, like, not leaning one way or the other when I went into it, but I was just like, oh, my God, the Illuminati. Yes, it's very (laughs) dark elite, which I think is, like, a really interesting thing because, uh, like, they might not mess around with ghosts, but, you know, mm-hmm. the Dark Elite does, it's a, it's a, okay, they might exist. I wouldn't put it past anybody. Yeah. You know? 
I really wouldn't. It's cool to see how many different ways just anybody can explore the development of, like, culture and, like, higher status. Like, oh, well, this house turns out, like, stock market brokers who make tons of money, and this house turns out authors who make tons of money, and this house turns out presidents. Yes, and there's what, there's, is it nine houses? There's Sacred Eight. Sacred Eight. And then, uh, I cannot pronounce it, so I made it up in my head. The house that Alex is a part of. Yes. Lechie? Lech? I thought it was the Lech. Okay, we'll go with Lech. But, is it, is it Latin? I don't know. Lech? It's L-E-C-H-E. We'll call it Lech. So that's, like, yeah, the ninth house. Yeah. And then there are a bunch of other lesser houses that they, quote, don't concern themselves with. Yeah, but it's the Sacred Eight, and then the Lage House, which is the ninth house of the title. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And they're the Ghost House. Yes. But they don't call them ghosts. They call them greys. Yes, because when they can see them to, like, 99% of the people in the whatever the societies they just literally look gray right but alex's whole thing is that they look like people to her but like an old photograph like they have color to them and she can see them all the time so that's why she gets pulled into yale and to be a part of this whole society and everything because she's a rare bird yes who can see grays without doing anything yes because the rest of them have to do rituals yeah they have to take like this crazy toxic pretty poisonous like whatever potion into their system and then they can see them and has all these awful side effects and once you get old enough you can't take it anymore because it's too bad for you so they're very envious that alex can like see all these things but that's why they brought her yes and that was interesting yeah because my boy darlington 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 for to have not appeared in this novel i am obsessed with darlington (laughs) Um, I just find Darlington very fascinating. I thought, as I was reading the beginning, we were going to have, like, dual POV. Right. Back and forth chapters. No. And then he just kind of dropped off. He and just I was like, oh, no, I liked him. But right when he dropped off, of course, is when it started to get more interesting from Alex's perspective. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. I think that, um, Alex and Darlington are very interesting opposites. Yes. To have forms... And I can't actually remember how much of a relationship they had. They formed like or a situationship. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call it a situationship yet. I say if we get to the next book, it will very much be a situation a situationship. But like they had one quote romantic moment between them and it wasn't really romantic because um Darlington basically got dosed with these drugs and right. then wanted to be an acolyte, which is where you just want to please. And so he was, like, intent on pleasing her right. and protecting her, and she was just, like, snap out of it, put him to bed, and then they woke up kind of snuggled together. Yes. But that was literally the extent of it. And his interest, if I remember correctly, now, I read this book a few months ago because I was really excited. Yeah. Uh, and then I promptly forgot all of it. <laughs> so I'm, like, vaguely remembering, and there's so much to remember. Like, yes, there is a lot there's a to lot. keep track of. If you're a tabber, And I listened it to it. Which, I didn't, you know, I didn't bookmark anything. This is going to be a book I buy, because I feel like I'm going to have to reference it a lot. Yes. It's 100% worth it to me, Mm -hmm. because the characters are so interesting. Alex and Darlington are very interesting. Yes. And you don't get a lot of their 
internal processings. Like, yeah. I even feel like I don't really know Alex. I know of her. But even to, like, the reader, she is very guarded. Yes. Yes, that's a great point. Like, yeah. you get some internal processing, but... It's very, like, action-based. It like, is very action-based, yeah. You just follow what's happening in the moment unless Alex is having, like, a memory. Yes. And even then, that's very short. Even the vagueness between how she feels about people is very apparent. Like, even mm -hmm. to the reader, like, you know that she loves Darlington. You just don't know exactly how. Yeah, she so, has yet to expose, like, how much or really in what way, because... No vulnerability whatsoever. Yeah. Even to readers. Yeah. Which makes you get to know the type of character Alex is. Yeah. She's just very interesting to me. Yes. I, I like, like her a lot. The detective that they work with, he always says that uh, she's always coming out swinging. Yes. And she's always, like, ready to bite, and then, you know, she has these snake tattoos because they say... One of her friends told her, uh... She had, like, a coiled snake inside of her, so she's yes. always very docile and, like, ready to play along until she kind of snaps. She's very, like, street smart. Yes. Which I remember in some points of the book she felt very insecure about being academically inclined. Yes. But throughout the whole book she shows that she's very savvy. Yes, she's very quick with it. Very. Yeah. Um, she's a really interesting main character. Yes. For that reason. She does, like, push the whole plot pretty yes. much entirely on her own. I love her development of, like, coming to terms with herself because yes. the whole thing is she's trying to fit in at Yale and be, you know, quote, normal and kind of just get along with everybody. And then slowly little situations start happening where she kind of reverts back to her old self, but then she's not sorry about it. Nope. She's like, if this is the way these people are and they suck, I don't want to be like them anyway. She's so cool. <laughs> I, I really like I really like Alex Stern, um, and I really like Darlington, for the opposite reasons. Yes, is that he's so polished and so elegant Such and a gentleman. so gentlemanly, um, and kind of rude and kind of a, a snob. He's such a snob. He's such a snob, and he almost doesn't like that he likes Alex. Yeah, which is why it took him being drugged to be like, yeah, he's you. Like he was such a simp. Yes, um, I would love to see more of that. I would love to see more of that. But it makes for an interesting read because they're not quite romantic. Yeah. And they're not even quite friends-ish. Yes. They're both very independent, very, very capable in their own ways. And you have that, like, switch off between equals and mentor versus student. And yeah. that role gets flipped a lot because, again, she's the one who can see grades. He yeah. can't. So she has the upper hand in one situation, he has the knowledge, and it, it yeah. creates this really dynamic relationship where there's no clear boundaries. Mm -hmm. So there's no clear way to define it. Like, what are they yes. exactly? And you can tell neither of them wants to dwell on that. Nope. So, I mean, as the reader, you're kind of left to fumble, but in a way that makes you want to keep reading it. Yeah, the characters. So speaking of another character... Who flipped the script. And I like that this book, you once you think you have a character figured out, you mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. Um, because they're changing and they're super dynamic and their relationships are very, like, twisted. Um, there was some major, like, plot twist. Yes. With the dean, Tara, 
the professor, and um, Daisy. Daisy, yeah. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> now, this happened, what, like, it wasn't, it was the last third? Oh, yeah. Fourth of the book? Like, the last quarter of the book, I think. It is very near the end when everything about Daisy is, like, revealed. Yeah. Do we talk about it and ruin? I'm going to talk about okay. it. The Let's whole point is it. that you should have read this. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, I if mean, not, I very much spoiling the ending for you. The last half of this book, pause now and pick this up when you do. Yes. Because even those listeners who don't regularly, David, if this is you, <laughs> you should read this book. Um, and thank you for listening. You should read this just for the plot twist. So don't yes. listen any further unless you've read the book. Take a snack break, finish the rest of the book, come back, and just be ready to freak out with us. Dude, because this was like, <laughs> this was intense. It was, yeah. And I didn't see it coming. Oh, no, it was, weird. there were some things that were like unnecessary, but added to it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to get into it. Um. So, you know, the whole thing is that they're trying to solve a murder. Yes. They're trying to solve Tara's murder. Um, Alex, with the help of, like, Darlington's notes, finally figures out that the Dean meant to kill Tara on a specific plot of land to create a nexus so that one of the societies could build a new tomb and he could get a ton of money for, like, helping create that nexus. Okay. Then she realizes, you know, that's how, like, all the nexuses were created, was by, like, murdering a girl on a certain place in New Haven, and then, like, the magic centered there. That was enough of an explanation for me. And then Miss Morgan was like, <laughs> nah, fam, we're going to keep it rolling. And in comes the professor. Um, what do you call it when you have a professor who, like, is over all your stuff? Your advisor. Yeah, right? your advisor. Okay, so she was, like, um, Alex's advisor. She comes through, and she's like, what's up? Actually... I am, like, the undead, <laughs> and I killed all those girls, <laughs> ate their souls, stole their life force, and, you know, now I'm going to steal yours. And I was just mind blown. <laughs> okay. Like, sure. There were so many red herrings, I felt like, mm-hmm. where it was just like, I didn't, I didn't pick it up. And I think I should have. Now I need to go back and flag all the things yep. that, like, hinted at it. Because I don't think it was just, like, out of left field. I just was distracted. Right, yeah. And that's what got me. Yeah. Thanks. Oof. For the distractions, because I wasn't ready. Yeah, I wasn't ready. Oh, my God. But then the way Alex handled that was really cool. The way she was just like, well, what if I am not intent on murdering people and eating their souls, and instead I just ask for their help? And all the greys were like, yes. Yeah. Down with it. Down with it. And there was, like, a big kerfuffle. Yeah. I felt a little bad for North slash the bridegroom guy, though. Yeah. Because his whole thing was to try and find out what happened to Daisy. Well. And then he was just an idiot, really. Unbeknownst to him. Daisy was there the whole time, looking like his old maid. He literally just never paid attention to his maid. Which is rude. Yeah. So, I, I felt bad for him because, like, he got his resolution and then immediately she was killed in such a way that even his ghost could not convene with her ghost. But at the same time, I mean, pay attention, my guy. <laughs> yes. 
be more aware. It's your own fault. Um, and there was other there was other plot twists. Mm. Um, uh, the dean. Yeah. Who orchestrated, I guess. And then Darlington in his fate. He's missing, yes. not dead. Yeah. Well, maybe. Probably. <laughs> Alex is very certain that he is not dead, so I'm going to be on Alex's team. I'm going to be on Alex's dead. team. But, but if he got turned into a demon, I don't know. They never discussed any kind of magic that could reverse that. No. And I felt like there was a couple of plot points that got resolved that opens up new plot points. Mm-hmm. So that being one of them, like, okay, well, this got solved, but it ended up creating another mystery, which is now, where is Darlington? Yes. And that is a direct effect of all that because his missingness mm-hmm. is a direct result of all that. So yeah. now it opens up to book two. Yes. Which Supposed on Goodreads is just called Alex Stern number two and has no release date. Which is upsetting. You can't write a book this good. And then just end and it. And this nothing. is like, what, this book came out? This book came out in 2019. Yeah. Book two was supposed to come out last year and then did not. I can't find anywhere that says why. I would assume because they like immediately went into negotiations or whatever about Probably. making it a TV show. Well, Shadow and Bone took off. Yeah. Um, and this is even better. Also, I love the name Darlington. I think about it all the time. Dan Arlington. Darlington. Dan Darlington. Um, which is fantastic, and I wish my name could do that, and it can't. Mm-hmm. It would be Leslie, which isn't near as Ooh. Cute. Yeah, I told you it wasn't as cute. <laughs> what would yours be? Oof. No? Cavitz? K- Cavitz? That's kind of cute, though. I don't, I don't like but it's it. not as... It's not as uh, elegant. No, it's not as posh. No, not at all. Um, so what else? We cover tone, mm-hmm. characters, plot twist, the unknown future of Alex Stern. Ugh. I want to know how Alex is going to keep up her grades, and this is like such a basic thing, <laughs> but she was like, you know, kind of low-key failing everything. And then the dean promised that he would give her, like, a passing, like, 3.0, 3.5 GPA. Then the dean died because he was a terrible person. So clearly he didn't make it so that she was going to pass her classes. Right. So how is she going to play catch up and then just going into the next semester to, like, continue all of her duties? If she's going to go to hell, what's going to happen to, like, her Yale self? And what's going to happen to Ninth House because Darlington's gone. Yeah. Alice is on the mission to find Darlington, yeah. and didn't Darlington's Virgil go to hunt Darlington too? Yes. So we don't know what the future of the Ninth House is. No, or and then the Dean who was like over the over Ninth House, is, I mean, he's dead, so who's yeah. taking it over? And he was the bad guy. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. So like, so there's a couple unknowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's going to leave the Ninth House Yeah. Now? What kind of connections are they going to have? Are they going to be a better person than the dean was? Or are they going to be in it for the money? Or is the whole house going to go on this mission to... Oh, to find Darlington? Yeah, to find Darlington. And then Darlington becomes the head of the house. Exactly, because that would be... And what do they call each other? Okay, so the mentors are called... The mentors are Virgil. Virgil. And then 
The freshmen are Dante's. Yes, Dante. Yeah, because Virgil leaves Dante Dante. in hell. Then the detective, who is basically the liaison between the ninth house and the cops, he's the centurion. Yes. Oh, I forgot about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked his character a lot. He was snappy. And then, uh, oh, and then Dawes. I love Dawes. So the researcher, the person who basically helps them out and takes care of their locations and stuff, is the Oculus. So they all have code names. They all have code names. I love the code names. Yeah. It's cute. They're all very snobby. Yeah. Uh, everyone's a snob except for <laughs> Alex. And I don't think, I think at some point, Alex, Alex used a grade to hurt people before, right? Yes, that was the secret that she told Darlington right before he went into the mouth of yes. the beast. So we know that she can use Grays to do her bidding. Yes. I wonder if that's going to come into play in book two, mm-hmm. if Darlington's a demon. Yeah. I wonder if there's, like, some kind of Grays and demons are both from hell. Mm-hmm. They both come out of the mouth of hell or don't go into the mouth of hell. Oh, like, I yeah. wonder if there's a lore there yes. that means Alex will have dominion over Ooh, Darlington. I kind of wonder the opposite. I wonder if they go to hell and the souls there are just different. Like, the graves yeah. there are, I mean, they're bad people. So, is she going to risk trying to use their power? Yeah. And then, because... Darlington is also otherworldly now. Can she use them against him, or would he be, like, immune to it? Yeah. I just wonder, like, what the lore is. Because now we know so many, so many things. Like, we didn't know about the mouth. Mm -hmm. It was just a portal. Yeah. And then the nexuses that they were using, that the dean was using to build. Yeah. Are different. Right? But from what? They're the well. They're the they're the mouth, right? They create a mouth. No, literally, um, he just like created a ritual that like brought the mouth looked like a portal because it had like the darkness, right? And they were walking through the dark, and it was like a denser darkness. And Darlington was like, "So, oh, I get it. Somebody just opened up a portal here." And he kept hearing like a humming, so he was like, "It's like the wind and stuff through the portal." And no, it was just, like, the gaping mouth of the beast. Right. Like, kind of disguised in the darkness. Um, So the Dean just, like, set up a beast there. But it was never meant to be a portal. Okay. It was literally meant to eat them. I just wonder how, like, all this is going to come together in book two. Yeah. Because I feel like that's also going to play a part in how Darlington gets out. You have to create another mouth. Yeah, they, they have to, or a, somehow create a portal. That take, Because you remember when they went to, like, through the veil or whatever? Yeah. And she had to die. Yeah. And be drowned to go through the veil. And then she had, like, what, carob or something, and she chewed it and it brought her back, whatever. But so they had a method to get her here and a, get her there and a separate method to get her out. Right. Are they going to just create a method to get in and then worry about getting out? After they're in there. Yeah. That is very common. And they don't know what they're going into. Yes. They don't know what Darlington will be. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how 
Alex's powers, or I don't even know if it's a power. Um, Alex's ability, yeah, functions in hell, yeah, because of the things like grace versus demons. Like, are they the same thing? Are they yeah. different? So, like, the lore continues, but there was a lot of there was a lot of lore left untold, or yeah. um, used as as twists and turns into the the discovery. So we don't actually know what the implications are, mm-hmm. which is just this book is really dense, <laughs> but super enjoyable. I think it was done really well to so give you good. this much much information and not be like drowning in it. Yeah, like, we can have this conversation and process this information and not just kind of go. Well, that's what it said. And speculate. Yeah. And use it to, like, actually speculate on what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say that, I wonder if it's, like, a reversal. So, like, if you, okay, so how was the mouth created? If you reverse that, I wonder if that's how you get out. Mm -hmm. But how would you do that? And the Dean created a ritual, I think, to create. Like, right, to bring mouth. up that mouth or whatever. Which involved murder? Unclear. So much happened, I can't exactly remember. I don't think Tara's murder had anything to do with him creating the mouth thing. Just, But didn't he use Tara's murder to create the... Or no, it was just on the nexus. Yeah. Because I feel like her, her death had to, aside from just starting all of this, mm-hmm. had to have done something with the mouth. I feel like. Right? I feel terrible. I cannot remember. I read this whole book between yesterday and today. Oh my god. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great because I don't remember a lot. Okay. You think it'd be fresh on my mind, but really it's just like a lot. Well, I just feel like... I'm reviewing. <laughs> so we know Tara's death was meant to fuel the Nexus, but it didn't work. Right. Um, and I think that had to do with the professor who was, like, eating the souls. I just feel like Tara's death has to, like, do more. Yeah. But it just leaves me wondering, okay, so, like, if you had to do XYZ to open the mouth, then you have to do XYZ to get out of yeah. the mouth. And how are they going to do that? Well, maybe that's the whole point, though, is you were never intended to get out exactly. of that. So they have to create a way. It's gonna be really and it's going to be Alex, who does not have all the history like Darlington did. Right. Probably leaning heavily on Dawes. Yeah. The research is done. Yeah. So Dawes will bring the concrete facts, and Alex going to bring the think-outside-the-box attitude. Oh, yeah, I forgot that um, Grace can interact with Alex. Yes, yeah. Sometimes violently so. Yes, and it got worse at the end of the book, um, but because she used to call them the quiet ones, right? Right. But they're not quiet anymore. Uh-uh. And so that's another problem she has to deal with in book two is kind of toning down that connection because you know you're not supposed to really interact with them or acknowledge them or they get latched onto you. And she can hear all of them. Right. And see them all the time and they're everywhere now. And she's like, crap, 
how do I get out of this? That's going to turn into her being able to like influence them or control them somehow. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. It would be interesting. Yeah. And I do think they have a tie-in with demons. Yeah. And I wonder if if that tie-in is going to play out when Darlington is brought back. If he is brought back. Darlington will be brought back. I demand it. Darlington is a demon. I'm not ready. I wonder what the fan art looks like. I haven't even looked. I would, I'm really excited to see, like, their confrontation they're going to have, because literally he found out she was a murderer, quote, murderer, then went into the mouth. Okay, that looks really good. Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love it. Look at that. That's beautiful. I love her harsh look with the, the severe middle part of her yes. black hair, and she's always wearing all black. Super scrawny. Yeah. Just can't ever eat enough. It was... Uh, all those moments that reflected on her past were so sad. Like, how she would be, like, packing her backpack full of food because she was like, if they ever kick me out, at least I have food least for, like, two food. days. Like, she knew what it was like to go hungry. She knew what it was like to face abuse I and like that she terrifying is, things. She is only tough. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you ever get about Alex Stern is that she's, like, a survivor to her core. Yeah. And she's not, like, apologetic, and she's not gentle, and she may not even be likable. I love her. Yeah, that's fair. I I mean, she had to grow on Dawes, so. And Darlington. Yeah. I I like that she immediately hated her. Yeah. Because of all those things that she, like, she's poor, and she's uneducated, and whatever, and he was so snobby about it. Like, I can't believe I have to talk to this peasant. I love Alex Stern. Then... Like, her toughness and her secrets kind of intrigue him at every turn. I love her tattoos. And, yeah, her, like, her just general description of being this, like, Morticia-esque. Yes. Like. She's, she's just so rad. I think, Leigh Barger is writing some fantastic female leads. Yeah. They, these are the women I want to see in books. Like, Zoya? Oof. Zoya. I love Zoya. Ready to kick in some teeth. I just love Zoya. I I love female leads who are written as, like, real people. Yes. Um, Sometimes unlikable. Sometimes not very, like, palatable. Yeah. I just... I like where we're getting to that point in time where you don't have to tone down a female character or a female lead to make them more sufferable. You know, yeah. to be like, oh, she's really mean, but it's because she had trauma. And then she grows and, like, realizes that she can be, like, a nice, sweet person. Yeah. And she can be vulnerable. No. They don't have to be vulnerable anymore. You don't have to have that give and take. You can just yeah. take. Like we said, like, Alex is not a vulnerable person. Yeah. Like, I honestly can't tell you how she felt about any of this. I know she's feeling some type of way about Darlington being gone. It mm-hmm. may even be sadness. It may be just missing him. Yeah. But it's something that she acts on more than she internalizes and talks yeah. about. If anything, she just has... All you really get from her is that she has a very keen sense of justice. Yes. And she will take that over selfishness. Like, over her survival mode. She's super... Yeah, she is very just. Yeah, she was gonna give up her spot at Yale and, like, go down when they figured out her actual past and that she, quote, murdered those people. 
if it meant that she could solve Tara's murder. Yeah. And, you know, give a dead girl justice. She's a su- super interesting character. Yes. I can't believe five books? I'm know. not ready. I don't even know how much can unfold <laughs> in five books. Like, yeah, I don't know how you're going to turn this Where's into a five Where's the story series? going? Yeah, I mean, I could see it as a duology, maybe even a trilogy. Oh, you know what? I bet if there's a portal to hell or a mouth to hell, there's a mouth to the other place as well. Yeah. I wonder if there's, like, a little bit of, um... Ark of the Covenant crap going Ooh, on here. Like, yeah. that would be interesting. I wonder if we'll get some House Apollo type vibes with, like, mm. how they had, like, the in-between. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, House Apollo. Yeah, we've read some fantastic books this. Honestly, book. yeah. Yeah. I don't see a ton of fan art for Night Palace, which is kind of depressing. It definitely didn't blow up. Like which her I'm other so novels. Yeah, I'm very surprised because as soon as it was coming out, I do think you would have seen tons and tons of coverage for it, and it just didn't I think it's the audience. It is very new adult, and if you were into a quick YA read that is not that deep, this is not the book for you. Fair. I think it's way more involved than Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, pause. I see the connection now to Six of Crows just because of Kaz's crazy scheming and how the oh first read you're kind of like I don't know what happened but okay you have to right. read it again to really understand that he had a plan for everything and how all the pieces everything. fit together that plays really well into this writing of a murder mystery yes I feel like her ability to plot point yeah is insane and it was good in Six of Crows yeah. it is way better here because there are plot points you don't even know were plot points until yes. you're like oh crap so, so. there it is yeah yeah She's a very talented author. Ooh. Like she does plot points really well, but this one is, um, I guess, because it's not your typical YA trope. Mm-hmm. It's not magic. It's yeah. not, but it's not paranormal and what you expect, like uh, like werewolves and vampires yeah. and stuff. It's paranoia. Par- paranoia. <laughs> it's a little paranoia too. Um, it's paranormal in a very like elevated way yes yeah yeah and you're usually when i think of paranormal i immediately think of paranormal romances that is such a huge market this is not but this is we're not concerned with that here we're really not concerned with romances and i think that there eventually will be but it still won't be it won't be your leading it won't be your thing yeah it's not going to drive the story yeah it's not ultimately a romance yeah, I like that. I mean, even even just the little feelings we get for how she might think about Darlington. I mean, it could just be admiration for him as a mentor. It could be that she really thought she was building a friendship with somebody after losing her yeah. other friends. It's very you know? blurred, and it might be just one of those things where you just latch on to someone who's kind to you. Yes. But, and he wasn't even that kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... It, the relationships are super blurred. This almost reminds me of Buffy, and I don't know why. I guess it's, like, this little hodgepodge team that comes together in the end. I wasn't a Buffy girl. Oh, my God, what? No. Buffy was, I don't want to say it was, like, a touch before my time, but I think, like, when Buffy was, like, rolling on the air, I was 
Yeah, I was just, like, a teeny bit too young to care about it. If it had hit more when I was, like, 16, 17, I probably would have devoured it. Oh, my gosh, I was probably, like, 8 or 9. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I didn't care about oh, that kind of yeah, stuff Yeah, I was all. definitely not watching kid shows when I was a kid. <laughs> then I went home and I watched Kim Possible or, like, Grounded for Life. Literally, no. I was watching, like, um... Oh, gosh, I was just thinking about it, but Xena, when I was, like, six or seven, I watched a lot of Xena, and all my Barbies were Amazons. That's so cool. And I would play Amazon as, like, pretend instead of, like, house or anything. I would be like, I'm an Amazon. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't, I was not watching, um, kid-friendly shows. Anyway, Buffy, this (laughs) gives me Buffy vibes, and I think it's because the... Like, in Buffy, it wasn't so much the romance, although that did happen. Mm -hmm. It was this mission to do something. Right. This book is very action-driven. It's very, like, mission-driven. And And that's nice. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of hodgepodge characters that come together that you don't really expect to happen. I feel like we're we're so familiar with tropes now, right? And we're very immersed in books that, like, completely fall into a trope. This isn't quite found family, mm-hmm. although it's, you could argue that Alex is finding a family. Right. You know, in Dawes, maybe Michelle and Darlington, but it's not there all the way yet. And it's not even really close to being there. It's like, yeah. we're pushed together yeah, based doing, on yeah. circumstance. Yeah, doing it out of necessity and circumstance, not because of a, not because yeah. of emotional drive. This book is not, that's what I'm getting at, I guess. This book is not so emotionally driven. Yeah. As your typical trope books are. It's a mystery. I love a trope. It's a mystery thriller. I mean, it's a, it's a mystery at heart, and you have these elements, and even the paranormal elements don't, don't play out how you expect them to. Yes. The greys aren't your ghosts that you think of. They're not haunting anything. They're not, yeah, they're unpredictable. The magic system in the lore isn't really magic. It's not science. It's not sci-fi. Yeah. It all has an explanation, but it's not overused, and there's never just, oh, well, it's just because it's magic. Like, everything has a reason. Everything. Yeah, there's a lot of checks and balances. Yeah. It's not based in any one thing. No. Yeah, they they pull from a lot of different places to build it. And there's there's that element of, like, academic and science and magic but it's not magic it's not like it's not magic no one has like a power yeah I would equate it at most to like alchemy yes oh that's such a good yeah it is alchemy yeah with the drawing of the symbols right everything like that runes and it's very um it's super unique and I, I wonder if that's like a turn off for people yeah, because they can't pinpoint it in a way that they're familiar with. Right, it's not. Yeah. I don't think I could think of a similar book. Like, I can't be like, if you liked this, you should read this. Yeah. I'm just like, no, you should probably just read this. Like, I would have to recommend this to somebody who's literally just looking for something new. Yeah. Maybe you've read all the fantasy that you feel like you could get familiar with. You've read all the classic fantasy books. You've read all the classic Or you're tired of, books. of, and I'm going to say this because I'm at this point, mm-hmm. where... I'm kind of over the formula. Mm-hmm. I'm over the formula in romances. I'm over the formula in like fantasy and YA. I'm especially over YA right now. Like yeah. it is so formulaic that it just isn't exciting or interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, this book doesn't have a formula. 
Like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And Which makes it in a good way. It can be scary as a reader because you want to cling to your formulas. Right. You wanna, I know I like this, so why do I want to commit to this book that I might not like? You're going to like it. You're going to like it. And I don't know what else to tell you that you're going to like it because there's something for everybody in this book. It's more elevated. And it is Mm -hmm. elevated writing. It's an elevated plot. It's an interesting lore. And I almost Mm -hmm. want to call it lore instead of like a magic system because it's not a magic system. Mm -hmm. But I do think it might not be palatable to the audiences that enjoyed Shadow of Bone and Six of Crows and King of Scars. Yeah. And surely that's, as an author, who you were relying on to pick up your next book is your your old audience, people who loved all your other books, and then they picked it up and realized it was nothing like Shadow and Bone. To me, this is her most well-written book. I can see, yeah. Like, just in terms of, like, how creative you would have had to be to plot this out. Yes, absolutely. And the writing is really good. Yes. The writing is very showing, not telling, like, all those things that make interesting, well-written reads this has. So just in terms of if you don't want to keep reading, she cried because she was sad. <laughs> this doesn't do that, you know. Like yeah, it just had. It's just a little bit better technique. It's just yeah, elevated. It's so action based, plot driven, whereas her other books are very emotional, emotional. and character driven. Still beautiful. Yeah, King of Scars yes. was beautifully written, but it is very emotional. Yeah, and this one is not like. It's just not. Yeah. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I'll be recommending it to everybody. Five out of five. Yeah. It's five out of five. Yeah. I loved it. I'm so excited for the next installment. Like, I just really loved this book. And it's not, um, it's not like anything I've read before. Yes. Yeah. Which is a good thing, because... I'm almost kind of tired of reading things I've read before. No, that always makes me a li- I'm one of those people who clings to my tropes and my genres. I'm like, I know what I like and I don't want to, you know, move out of it, but I love I'm so glad I read this. So I did read Manacled from our last <laughs> podcast after Kayla recommended it and that is another book that I felt a book. It's a book. It's definitely it a book. It is a book. Yeah, that's like a novel right there. It is another book that I cannot find a read-alike of. Ooh. It does not exist. Yeah. It is solely on its own. You can... There's not read-alikes for these books to me. No. You can find themes, I guess. But I don't know how to describe, hey, I want a <laughs> a dystopian fantasy book that has romance in it, but also dark, but not like what you're thinking of, like a dark mafia romance. Not that dark. Yeah. A different kind of dark. And I can't think of a single read-alike. It's so hard as a librarian <laughs> to think like that but it's true but that's where you really have to dig in if you want to recommend books to people you know like if you liked manacled and then you came to me like a couple days later and you said okay so i really like this what else should i read you know no other Germani stuff and we had to talk about what you liked about manacled and what you yeah. liked about the other ones and you realized okay i don't like the school year type stuff i do like the war stuff yeah and yeah we had to talk about it to figure out what I could recommend you. This is another book that it would be hard for me, and this is my job, to be like, oh, well, you should read this, because I don't, there's so much that make this a good book. It's the elevated writing, it's the plot, it's the mystery, it's kind of Mm -hmm. the dark academic vibes, it's the secret societies, it's the ghost, 
And there's a lot of those things that you can find in other books, but when combined, make this totally different thing. Yes. So, like, if you have flour and eggs, you could make bread, or you <laughs> could make a cake, and they're very different things. Yeah. Um, so you should just read this book. Yes. Because there, I don't... This is a book to definitely develop your own tastes, and, like, sure. really kind of elevate your reading palette. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I feel better as a reader that I read this and that I enjoyed it and that I kind of gathered what was going on. Yes. And now I'm like, oh, okay. I could probably read some more, like, high fantasy yeah. books. Or I'd be open to reading other, like, mystery books now. I love Whereas it. Whereas usually I'm not into that. Oh, man. Even the mystery was so well done. Yes. And it wasn't, like, we've read a mystery kind of thriller before. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay. Yeah. That was really interesting. But this one was like, what? Yeah. Like, it was so well done. So, yeah. Just so much going on. Nine pals, five out of five for me. For so many reasons. Absolutely. Alex Stern is amazing. Darlington. We love it. We love it. We love a Darlington. Well, I think we can wrap it up then on that positive note. We love this. We recommend it. it. Let us know what you think. If you have similar recommendations to Ninth House, I would love to hear them. Right, and we're opening up our email this time. Yes. Right, so send your recommendations, um, your thoughts, your concerns, your questions, your dialogue back to us. Um, yeah. I'll just use mine. Go ahead. You can send it to lpresley at cvlga.org. Yes. And we'll comb through them and mention them in the next episode, which is on... Late, late this month. I don't know. Um, right. No, the book, <laughs> not the day. Well, um, we were gonna read. Uh, to compare, we were gonna read another Lee Bardugo book. Right. We were gonna read. Um, the first Grisha Bush, Grisha verse book. But now you were just like hating on YA <laughs> and tired of it. But I do love the first one. Yeah. And there's so much unpack, especially because the Netflix show. Okay, yeah. Then we're going to read Shadow and Bone. We'll read Shadow and Bone. Yeah, and we'll make those comparisons. Which is a good thing, because I was wondering why I just read that, like, two weeks ago. I was like, I have it on my TBR as a reread, and I was like, okay. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't think about it. Yeah. Like, the only reason I would have read... Anyway, whatever. My brain. In comparison to this, we'll whiz through it. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, but there will be a lot to talk about comparing it to the TV show... Speculating there, comparing it to Ninth House. It's going to be great. I love so stay that tuned. we can compare so many female leads. Yes. Um, there's Nina, there's Zoya, there's Inej, there's Alex, there's Elena. Yeah. Oh, there's so many that there's, we can talk about. There's so much for us to talk I love about there. Um, it's going to be great. Even the male leads, I feel like Darlington is going to win out for me. That's true. We'll have to see because Kaz. Oh my god, I it's forgot about Kaz, Kaz, <laughs> Kaz. She does have some really refined men in yes. her books. They're all, they all yeah. have a gentlemanly element, They're very don't they? gentlemanly. Interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's something to explore. <laughs> anyway, send us your comments, lpresley at cvlga.org. And of course, we have our Discord up and running. Yeah. You can email me if you need that link. Yes. And tune in next time when we talk about Shadow and Bone. Thanks for listening, friends. This has been Parents Read the Darnest Things. I'm Kayla. I'm Lane.